0: Welcome aboard, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of Locked on Avalanche. Thank you for joining us and making this your first listen of the day. Today, Kyle and I will talk about next year's Avalanche and what this team might look like. How confident are we now going into next year? Because the Avalanche are the favorites. Whenever a team wins their championship, they seem to automatically be next year's favorites. Is that right for the Avalanche? Because there's a lot of question marks going around. We've had a couple of days to really soak in the greatness of winning the Stanley Cup, and that won't go away for a very long time. But it is kind of fun, and you know, maybe it is a little bit too early. Maybe we should uh, uh, name this the "Way Too Early to Talk About Next Year" episode of Locked On Avalanche. So let's do it.
1: You're Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: So the Avalanche, our favorites next year or whatever. And that's where we're going to start today at the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, no concerns right now. Well, maybe there is after we talk about what we're about to talk about today. Go to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Um, it's you know, some people might say it's a little bit too early to talk about next season. Other people want to jump on that ship immediately, but um, I, I kind of do want to talk about that the Avalanche are favorites to to win it again for next year. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with? It seems like that's always the the mindset and and Vegas's mindset of whenever a team wins a championship, immediately they are the favorite for next year. Do you think that's legit, or do you think it's just everybody just wants to bet on them immediately, so that's why the odds are the lowest?
1: Well, it's one of those that you can kind of take it two ways. But like you look at that core that the Avalanche have, like that top line alone, like if you have that and maybe shore up the goalie position. Like, it's hard to disagree, like, with that caliber of talent. So, maybe, but you also have to keep in mind, the rest of the league is also trying to be the Colorado Avalanche next year. So, it's going to be a tall task for the Avalanche. So, to make them the favorites, it's kind of like the lazy way out. Just to, yeah, they're built to do it again. But, yeah, it's going to be a lot harder next year.
0: And that's why I throw Vegas in there, is because... You know just the, the, the average gambler who's not really big into gambling is just going to run to want to put money on the team that just won it. So yeah. if you put them at insane odds, like high odds, everybody's going to bet that simply because they're the champion. Mm-hmm. So you put them low, and I just – do we do we have to do that? Like, I mean, I, I guess are, are we just that insatiable with betting that you, you have to, to put – numbers on these teams the day after the Stanley Cup is over. like can't. You you have no idea what these teams are bringing in for free agents. You have no idea what players are going out for free agents and and for the avalanche. And we're going to talk about it. There's a lot. Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot that might not be here. So to anoint them the favorites for next year, uh, I think is a a little bit premature. I'm not saying they're not going to have a good team. They're going to have a very good team. Like you said, the core is there but we saw what depth guys mean for a team and we don't know which ones are going to be there for next year so should we not do it right away can can we like take a break from the betting i know that's sacrilegious to say it but can you take a break from the betting until like after the draft has happened and after maybe like two days of free agency and then we can set some odds
1: i i I caught the betting bug this year, so Chris, no, shush, be quiet. <laughs> Give me those odds. No. Yeah, I honestly, you would think that it would be a kind of a smarter thing to do is put out the odds, like first game of the preseason, like really get the interest going there when teams mm-hmm. really kind of take shape. But yeah, it, it is kind of early. Like it's, it's kind of foolish almost like to say, yeah, this team's going to repeat like what how foolish would you be if you thought Montreal last year was going to be right back where they were or Dallas? Right. Like, yeah, like it's, it's kind of a really risky gamble, no pun intended, but it's kind of how it is.
0: But at the same time, that's what betters and people who really follow a sport or follow a team will look at like, like the the guy who's the fan of like, uh like the Detroit Red Wings or something like that. Well, Sorry. Sorry, too soon, too soon, Sorry. um, or maybe Winnipeg, maybe a team like that that underachieved All three of from them. last year. You know what I mean? <laughs> like guys who who really kind of like study this stuff and say like, yeah. I know this team has a lot of cap. I'm I'm reading up on on you know what journalists are are putting out there and what maybe the coaches and the GM are saying that they're gonna spend a lot in free agency. Um, and I'm, I'm just anticipating them having a really good off season. So while their odds are low, I'm going to put some money down on them. So I benefit on the back end. I get that, that part of it. I understand. So
1: yeah. I, I, I I get that as well. I get that as well. Like it wouldn't be the dumbest idea to put something down on Philly, especially with what they got going on and like the odds look good. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's something to carry us through October.
0: Right. And right now that's all it is <clears throat> right now is an absolute crapshoot. And um, if, if you, if you strike it rich, like imagine those people that bet like St. Louis, the year that St. Louis won it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially cause odds change as the season goes along. I don't know who was doing it, putting odds on them in January when they were at the bottom of the standings, but you know that there's some people that out there that did it for the heck of it and made probably a couple thousand dollars. So yeah, Again, I like we are a betting nation, I get it. And and what I just said a few minutes ago about can we just take a break from it is I fully understand that is never ever going to happen, but I don't I'm not going to put any money down right now on anybody because I don't know if I did, it would be that crazy odds team just to take yeah. a flyer on it. $10 on Anaheim. Yeah, or who who would be <sighs> Seattle. Ugh. there's your team yeah that's gonna be crazy that, odds yeah uh so what kyle and i are gonna do is look at the uh the uh avalanche free agents typically in the past i did it as one episode for unrestricteds and another episode for restricteds but the avs don't have a ton of re- they do have a lot of restricteds but they're uh, most of them are colorado eagles um and we will bring up a couple of them, and they only have a couple that are on the active roster that are restricted free agents. This team is loaded with mm-hmm. unrestricted free agents. So when you look at this, it's like Joe Sakic, uh achieved what he not only wanted to, what he needed to. Mm-hmm. Because this is going to look like a different team next year, assuming that they can't sign all of these guys. Because I don't think you, you do. I think some of these guys want to go somewhere else um for one reason or another it could be like, hey they won the cup now they want to maybe move closer to where they grew up or just want to do this again maybe with another team there's so many reasons that go it's not just because you win the cup um these guys automatically want to come back so um we will look into we'll start with uh well we're going to hear from bet online first but then when we come back from that Uh, We're gonna break some of these down, and there's some some big names on there. You look at if you go to Cap Friendly, (laughs) there, Abs don't have a complete team right now. I know no team does, but it's a little bit scary to look at all the red on that graphic over at Cap Friendly. Uh, But first, we will hear from BetOnline.net, which is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Hey, how about that? Uh, and sports info, you can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season. And the NFL is not that far away, man. No, nope. but about a month and maybe what, five weeks? Five weeks yep. away for the NFL preseason, baby. Yeah, yeah. that, that Evers, that also awesome Hall of Fame game, which we all look forward to and then shut it off after the first quarter. Yep. Uh, BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting and esports. And it remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Betonline.net, where the game starts. So let's uh, start in on this, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, with uh, some or all of the UFAs and RFAs for the Colorado Avalanche. And the best site to go for this stuff is uh, CapFriendly. If Mm -hmm. people are familiar with it, if you're not, uh, CapFriendly.com, and then you can look up whatever team you want. Obviously, they do a very good job of keeping things updated. And right now for the Avalanche the players that are signed, they have a cap hit of fifty-six million eight hundred and fifteen thousand, which gives them a projected cap space of twenty-five million six hundred and eighty-five thousand, and that is with a salary cap of it was a uh, eighty-two and a half million, I believe. Yeah, it uh, a yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So it's 82, up- and a half, 82 somewhere in there. Yeah, went up a million dollars. I know that. Yeah, we are at eighty-one. Last year, we were, we were close. We were close to it. Um, and the good thing for the Avalanche is they don't have to use any LTIR or anything like that. So, um, and won a cup with it, huh? Right? Amazing, amazing. How's that feel, Vegas? Hmm. uh so for the Abs, you know, like I said, twenty five point six eight five million in their cap space, and they have a lot of guys to sign. They have, uh, for their rot, like the active roster, fourteen guys under contract. Um, and you need to sign nine guys right now. For your active roster. So for unrestricteds, I think the big names for your unrestricteds Are obviously Nazem Kadri. Valnichuskin. Burakovsky. And then maybe like the second tier. You have Andrew Cogliano. Darren Helm. Nico Sturm. That's for your forwards. For your defensemen. Jack Johnson. Josh Manson. Ryan Murray. And then for your goalie. You have Darcy Kemper. Who is an unrestricted as well? There are some names in their minors and non rosters. Trying to see Dylan Sakura, yeah, Ke- Keith for Sherwood. Keith for Sherwood's an unrestricted free agent, and they used him a lot. They brought he was like the number one guy that they would bring up if they needed to. You ready um, for this name? Go ahead, Dennis Gilbert. <laughs> yes. Oh man, um, but yeah, he's an unrestricted. Jacob McDonald is an yeah. unrestricted uh, Hunter Miska is an unrestricted free agent <clears throat> and Mikhail Maltsev. He is a restricted free agent. So as far as the unrestricted goes, we'll start with the big guns. You have Nazem Kadri, Andre Burakovsky, Valnachuskin. sign. One of them sign all of them. Obviously, if the numbers fit, we'll start with your boy in Nazem Kadri. That's the big question for the ass. Can they yeah. bring him back?
1: And it's going to be, he's going to be target number two. Um, you think a, so? Oh, absolutely. There's a, another name on here that is target number one for who you're bringing back UFA-wise, and that's Nuke. I
0: think I—I I think they would be able to come to a deal quicker with Nachuskin than Kadri because of the numbers. And it all depends on what Kadri's asking for. And I'm sorry, I keep going back to he. I just feel like he's going to give this team a little bit of a discount. Yeah. Knowing uh, that they, that he is in a really good spot. He's in a good spot and they supported him through so much. And I think for him that that means the world to him. And I don't feel like he's just going to walk out the door. I feel like if they are close. He will, he will, he will stay in Colorado for a little bit less money. That is just my gut feeling on Nazem Kadri.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like your pitch is to nuke first because he's twenty-seven. Naz is thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Like Kadri, he's done. He's done it. He's been around for a while. This is like even at twenty-seven, this is nuke basically like sophomore season, especially with like how the Dallas run went. Mm-hmm. Like you would pitch it to him. See what nuke takes and then turn to Nas and say, okay, we can do this knowing what you're paying for Natushkin because you're paying a little bit more for your future. You know what you're getting out of Nas for how long. You're you're putting more into Nuke because you can know you know you're going to get more out of them. Um, and say, Hey, yeah. Nas, we could do somewhere like two to four years. You wanna work with us here, like finish it out here, finish it out with the guys that got you a cup, like sell it that way. And you would do the same for Nuke. Just say, hey, we gave you a shot. Help us out here. Right. Let's bring the rest of the crew back. Let's run it back. And that's the pitch they're going to
0: use for a lot of these UFAs. I think if you can maybe get Nachuskin signed first, and then you can go to Kadri and say, like, hey, yeah. you know, we're putting the pieces back together. Yeah. So if you want to go, uh, you know, compete for another cup, we, we've already brought Val back. Yeah. We so need don't know. you. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to be like, and they don't do this, but it's not like they're only dealing just with Chuskin. And then when we get yeah. him done, we're going to turn to just Nazim Like they're out there dealing with these guys all at the same time. It's just who wants to sign first. And the players will sit back and wait to see if other contracts are being signed as, as a barometer for what they want to get on the market. But, I, but you, you, you have to look at both of these guys kind of in the same boat in terms of the avalanche wanted them. Uh, not when nobody else did for Nachuskin. It is nobody else yeah. wanted him. So yeah. I feel like both of these guys are kind of maybe a little bit loyal to the abs because for different reasons, yeah. we know, because Nachuskin, nobody wanted him for cadre because they stood behind him through yeah. all of this. But having said that, I mean, what do you give these guys? If we can, you know, look into the, the unrestricted free agent ball, and predict what we give them. If I mean, if you're so, uh, what was let's see, Kadri was at like four and a half million. I want to say, let's see, he's,
1: um, let's see, Brian Burke. I'm looking at his, his ELC
0: three years, five years No, no, no. Um, I thought he was at like, yeah, he was at four. No, let's see, four, four and a half. He was around that. Um, so because he signed the deal with the Maple Leafs. And... Yeah, four and a half. He was at four and a half last year. Right. Yeah. All right. So what does he go up to? He's going to go up. And here's the question. You just gave your captain a big contract for $7 million per year. Are you going to give Nazem Kadri more than what Gabriel Anaskag is making?
1: Oh, absolutely not. I, right. Like Eva yeah. being the biggest Naz guy, I was saying bump him up a mill. Say five and a half,
0: write it out for three more years. I, I, he will get more than that. He if that's will get more than that, I'm telling you, somebody out there is going to give him uh, probably close to Landis Gog money. Probably, yeah. I think there's a team that will reach for that. I, I would be okay with, with you, you have to give him an increase for the season that he had. So if he, you know, if you can go up to like six for him, I think there's other teams that are out there that would give him seven. But I think if you could be in the six to six and a half range for only three or four years, you can't give him this five or six year contract simply because of his age and the way that he plays. Yeah. And I know you can say the same thing about Gabe Landeskog, but that's Gabe Landeskog. That's your captain. That's different for for Kadri, I think it's a a 3 to 4 year deal. Um I would put him at like 6 and I think everybody's happy.
1: That's I would say just 6.
0: Yeah. Like 6 6 sounds great. I think that's where I am with him. <clears throat> and, and and honestly, I think that's a little bit too much for for Kadri. But you have to you're going to have to pay him. Yeah. You're going to have to because he had a, a career year, and that's what happens when guys have career years and, and contract years. Now for Falchuskin, a little bit of a different animal here because he is a little bit younger, and he's so important to this team. I think he's a guy that I, I don't want to say it overpay for, but I think he might get a little bit of a bigger increase than you would give to Nas.
1: Yeah, he made two and a half last year, Yeah, and – I would easily make that a four four
0: and a half uh, yeah, I would double it five I'd give him five i'd give him five and I'd give it to him for five or six five years and,
1: yeah five five yeah
0: five maybe maybe he, I mean that's a big jump going from two and a half to say five and a half I'm not saying he didn't doesn't, didn't earn it because I think he kind of did i mm-hmm. think he's so important to this team but so right there so let's say let's say you give one of them six one of them five There's 11 million in two guys that you've, that you desperately need. And like we said, there's what, 25 and a half, 25.8, 25.6. So if you know, 11 coming off of that, you're down to 14.6 right away. you still have a lot of guys to sign. And then Um,
1: you also have the possibility of EJ's contract as well. Is that 6 million coming off the books if he retires and walks away?
0: Right. And that does come off the books if it's a straight retirement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that is still up in the air. Um, and I don't want to say, like, if he does do that and the Avs add $6 million, then they're just going to be doing John Cooper yeah. uh, money hands. They're still going to spend within their means, but that does give them a nice little buffer if if it were to happen. And then you have to look at Andre Burkowski. Um, What do you do with Berkey? This could be a tough decision. For those
1: listening on audio, I just crossed my arms and did nothing. <laughs>
0: you let him walk out the door. Out the door. See, I I don't know if I do that <clears throat> depending on what the money is for him. What was his his hit was over 5, I think last year. Um one of those Colorado Eagles do not cost that much. Yeah, but they're 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 the Colorado Eagles, you know what I mean? Like you're you're we can say what we want about Berkey, and you know he obviously is an up and down player. Do are you okay with that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Are you okay with that being being an Avalanche coach or GM or with Joe Sakic? Like, are you okay with that? But I, I don't think the Avalanche are going to pay him as much as as he did last year. Uh, and, and but the thing is, like, he might want that. He might want that because he's made that in the past, and now he is a two time Stanley Cup winning player and he can go tout that around so go
1: play in columbus and have the time of his
0: life (laughs) like i i feel like i feel like the avalanche want him back but i don't feel like they're going to agree on the number i think the avalanche are going to you know say like we can't pay you as much as you made last year and he's going to say well i'm still a young player uh i have you know good offensive ability teams are going to want that and teams will probably pay him what he made last year. And because of that, I think he goes somewhere else. Minnesota. Don't do that. Don't do it. Because I like Berkey. I like him. He's going to go with Josty. Just go to the East Coast so I can kind of root from you from a distance. <laughs> go to the Kings, Berkey, so we don't
1: have to see you that much. Yeah. It doesn't hurt our hearts.
0: Yep. All right. Let's uh, continue this uh, walk down the UFA lane. Um <clears throat> quickly we'll go through Cogliano Helm and Sturm bringing any of those guys back I
1: would talk to Sturm when it comes to numbers Mm -hmm. Cogliano is old Darren Helm is old they're both 35 like you could get I mean just a waiver wire Abe Kubel type player and get that kind of production for cheaper mm-hmm. than what you would have to be paying Helm or Cagliano. Uh, Sturm, you would want to see, because he he has his contributions, he has his role, but you're going to see what the numbers are, and it's going to be like a Matt Nieto contract, like just enough to keep you here, but we're not asking a lot out of you.
0: And he didn't he didn't make a lot last year, Sturm. I think he was less than a million, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's fine. I, I would bring him back for that. You know, he's a good depth player. He's a strong depth player. He's good on face-offs. I I would try to bring him back for for a low number. And I would try to bring Darren Helm back and Cogliano, maybe more Helm. I I think I'd bring Helm back and just do one-year deals with these guys. They're 35 years old. You don't want to give them a a three-year contract. And then that third year, when they're 38, they're laboring out there. But Darren Helm showed me something as the season went on. So I kind of like signing him for for a one year deal and see
1: what you get year to year. You get those guys on the one year deal at thirty five, like after winning the cup, it's kind of a hard sell. Like, what else do you have to play for? Like a lot of those guys are looking at their life and their career. Like, do I want to <laughs> go out there and then blow out a knee twenty games in, and then then you get that yeah. that you paid for? <laughs> like, you gotta you gotta kind of be a little bit more hesitant on these older guys, especially after winning a cup and the cap looking the way it does, and everyone else around you improving. Yeah. I mean, at that point, they're pl-
0: playing for pride. Yeah. I mean, this is all they know. <laughs> they're not ready to hang it up yet. It's just for love of the game, basically. Um, <laughs> ESPN could use some new broadcasters, guys. Please. <laughs> Get in the booth. Um, <clears throat> but I I will be... Wa- I feel like Cogliano maybe wants to go somewhere else, but uh, Helm, Helm coming in... You know, I feel he like he did a good job, like he chose to come here. So yeah. uh, I, I, I see maybe like a one year deal coming for him on the defensive side. You have Jack Johnson, Josh Manson, Ryan Murray, all unrestricted free agents. What are you doing with these guys? I'm
1: calling Josh Manson and blocking the other two numbers.
0: Yeah, I, I Ryan Murray didn't really work out. Um, injuries kind of plagued him a little bit, but even when he was healthy, it just didn't seem like he got into the flow. So I think they kind of part ways. Jack Johnson might go the way of Eric Johnson. Um, you know, he's 35 right now, and and I think his age showed as the season Mm -hmm. went on. So, uh, and he, you know, like we said, he was just signed on a tryout basis and had a good tryout. So, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he either retires or they go separate ways. Yeah, you want to try to sign Josh Manson, but he might be looking for, you know, to, to cash in right now. He's 30 years old. Um, and this is technically his his 28 year old contract where you get your best contract. And I think he was at what, four, four and a half, 4.45 he was at. So he's probably going to look to make a little bit more than that. He'll probably get it because he's yeah. a Stanley Cup champion, especially um, if you're losing
1: six off EJ on your D line. So let's I mean,
0: so th- that's the interesting thing because I've always said the Eric Johnson money will go directly to Nathan McKinnon. Hmm. You know Because Nathan McKinnon is has one more year left on that. The best contract ever signed hmm. uh in NHL history, has one more deal left on that it coincides with when Eric Johnson's contract runs out if he plays it through to the end and i've always said like they're just going to give all 6 million of Eric Johnson's money added on to what they've they're already giving to Nathan McKinnon and there's your 12 million dollar player so now if let's say he does retire do you take that money funnel a couple million over to Josh Manson I could see that happening. If he, if he made 4.45, 4.5, uh, and he wants you know to go up to 5 or something like that, or 5.5, I, I think what you, the avalanche need to do is look at that and look at what is going to be available, which we will do mm-hmm. not today. We're going to be looking at what's out there for unrestricted free agents. Can you find something that you feel is comparable or better than what Josh Manson gave you? for the money that he made this year, the four and a half million or a little bit more. We'll we'll talk about that probably uh, maybe this week. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe this week. I haven't really figured it out, but we won't leave you guys hanging. It's not going to be like, eh, we're going to surprise you and <laughs> do it two Ta-da! months. From <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're, because we're trying to plan things for the rest of this week. If those don't yeah. fall, come through, um, maybe we'll do that for like Friday's episode. So I think that's the question the Avalanche have to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, who else we, Oh, I went one page too far here. All right. So, and then you're looking at Darcy Kemper. That is a, a big, big question mark for the Colorado avalanche. And before you say, let him go, I want to tell you who the free agents are in the world of the NHL in the goalie department. And I am reading these by the cap hit from last year, in order of cap hit from last year. So you have Marc Andre Fleury. You have Miko Koskinen. Then you have Darcy Kemper. Then you have uh, Thomas Grace. Then you have uh, Yaroslav Halak. Then you have Alexander Georgiev. Nope, scratch that. Georgiev is a restricted, so he is he will likely be staying. Um, Then you have Corey Schneider, you have Brandon Holtby, you have Martin Jones, you have Jack Campbell, and, I mean, let's see, Casey DeSmith, David Riddick. (sighs) Are any of these striking your fancy? This is my point. Where are you going to go on the unrestricted waiver, not waiver wire, the unrestricted wire? that's that can get you better than what Darcy Kemper gave you.
1: All right. Comment section. Be nice to me. I am at my day job right now. Do not blow me up in the comments. (laughs) I will get to you, but I will take (laughs) Martin Jones
0: over Darcy Kemper. So Martin Jones made 2 million last year. Um, He's an unrestricted. He's 32 years old, right? So is Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper is 32 years old. So, I don't know. I, I... This
1: the defense made Philip Grubauer look all world until he went to Seattle and got exposed. This defense made Darcy Kemper look all world. If he goes somewhere else, you're going to get the true Darcy Kemper. Like we talked, you can't let these soft goals in. You don't mm-hmm. have a defense and offense to bail you out anywhere else. Like the the Avalanche bailed you out of those situations. I've seen Martin Jones stand on his head and save many games and be the star of many games. And I just you know. imagine like that coupling for that AAV with that defense that Colorado has and the scoring threat that they have. I feel like that's just a perfect situation.
0: Well, we were saying it about Darcy Kemper when he came in that, you know, that, that was the the talking point mm-hmm. when the, the season started was, can you just put anybody in there, and with that avalanche defense, they'll they'll look great. Um, and I think some people feel that way about Darcy Kemper's season. I th- I feel like he 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 played very well during the regular season, but I, do you feel like the Avalanche are really going to use that mantra and just go sign someone that might cost them a little bit less and just roll the dice on that? I feel like the Avalanche really want someone that is a not not Vasilevsky like, because that's going to cost you everything, but I feel like they're on the fence with Kemp. I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like they're going to bring him back because they're, they're, they, they just want to Stanley the cup with him. And I feel like they can work through maybe some of some of his postseason issues, or you have the mindset, like, you're, like you're saying right now, of we can put another guy back there who, who you feel is comparable to Kemper, maybe a little bit better if you feel that way. Um, and put that avalanche defense in front of him And and we're no worse off than we were last year.
1: What's the worst that can happen? You're going to put like, France should be the starter anyway, regardless on who's, if it's Kemper, Martin Jones or Patrick Waugh at 95 years old. Like it doesn't matter. Like France, it should be Frankie's turn, honestly, going into this next year, because I, even being a big team Frankie guy, we can't, it, Like his deal is up at twenty twenty four. You can't extend him again on a backup. Like you have to eventually give the man the reins of this team.
0: I don't know, man. I mean, there's guys that are career backups, and and he's more than a career backup. Is what I'm saying. But he's how old is he? He's thirty two years old himself. If he hasn't taken the reins by now, I don't think he's gonna. I, solve I,
1: I, solve, the, solve the problem now. If it's a problem and both like either Martin Jones or Darcy Kemper or Francois is not your answer, you get the trade deadline. Sackick doing sacic things. Like you could – the more the season goes on and teams realize this team we put together for 2023 or 2022-23 is not what we thought it would be, there's going to be fire sales and trades and blowing up of teams – and the Avalanche can easily auction off a little bit of the future, bring in a little bit of a Band-Aid, because, again, the Avalanche have the defense and the forwards to handle whatever's back there. We've done it all year. We could do it again.
0: Yeah, they can. Uh, and and they did sacrifice some of the future, and Joe Sackick does not like doing that. No, so he's you still not have
1: used to standing as well. If Everything goes absolutely. Yeah. And here.
0: he's still very young and very raw. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they're not going to throw him out there. Not, not, not for a team that's a defending champion. They're, they're not going to do that. What's up? Um, uh, what's the Hamburglar doing? He... Oh, Is he God. picking up the call? <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of feel like they, they like Darcy Kemper. I kind of feel like, you know, this was his first year there. And if they can sign him maybe to a, a three-year deal, four-year deal, another year in the off in off season, you're you're staying in the area, you have an you know an off season where you're still kind of like uh not that you're getting to know these guys, but you're just around them more. You go into the the uh preseason and, and training camp, just feeling like you're the guy, just a different dynamic for him. And and he had a really good regular season. I don't want people to forget that. And and his postseason, yeah, he had some bad games, but I mean, he let up in let up one goal in the game that they needed to clinch. And sure, and throw out the defense stuff all you want, but he let he only let in one goal. I, it's, I, I kind of feel like we're kind of coming down on Darcy Kemper a little bit too hard, um, and and I think you can sign him for something very similar to what his contract already was, and you have a a excellent excellent A one goalie in net for the next few years. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, it's the chicken and the egg conversation with the defense and the goalie position. Well, like, you could go out there and, like, fix it. If it's Darcy Kemper, fine, but if that if that falls on its face and, like, he does not have that
0: same year, it's going to be. Well, yeah, I get I get what you're saying, but here's the thing. We keep saying you can put anybody in net and, you know, the, the defense will make them look good. Okay, fine. If you want to use that, then why would you get rid of Darcy Kemper? Because you put him in net and they won a championship that way why go a different direction and bring in a guy you don't know? You're just saying that to say, like, oh, we can put anybody in net, but you don't know if that guy will look good with a great defense in front of him. You know tr- what Darcy Kemper just did. I trust Martin Jones's equipment more. <laughs> Then, then I mean, I have no argument for that. that is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got me there. So if there, uh, if John
1: Gibson was out there, you could take a pint of my blood, whatever yeah. money I have, and bring him in here. My goodness, I would do anything if he was our goalie.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's that's pretty much the big guns. I, I did want to talk about uh, quickly about Jacob McDonald. He's an unrestricted free agent. I feel like he's not going anywhere cuz you know he's he's he was the Matt Duchesne uh when he was yeah. a kid a big Avalanche fan and now he signed with them. Uh I know he doesn't play a ton but I feel like he he was starting to and I he's one of those guys and I always going to wonder if he didn't take that hit what would the rest of the year have looked like for him? I'd
1: give uh, him one more chance at like just a little over like league men or just like
0: just a little oh, yeah. under I mean, he's, he's not going to cost you anything. It's just, does he want to move on to maybe try to get playing time? He's a defenseman on a team that is loaded with defensemen. And if there's no injuries, or if Jack Johnson goes on, if Eric Johnson goes on, maybe there is a little spot for him on that third pairing. I don't know. I I just love the guy's hustle. I do.
1: And with the defense, like he understands how it's supposed to be played with Kale McCarr and Bo and Byram. He understands how it's supposed to be. So like, if you have somebody who knows how Bednar wants the defense on the cheap,
0: you'd mm-hmm. want to keep him around. I do. I absolutely do, because I think he he could finally get some time if if the Abs don't go out and I you know, say Josh Manson doesn't come back, and they're gonna f- if Josh Manson doesn't come back, they're gonna find a defender in free agency to kind of you know replace Josh Manson. You're not gonna yeah. ask Jacob McDonald to go replace him, but if Jack Johnson goes, if Eric Johnson goes. I think there's a spot available for him because he you're the champion now.
1: Like you're a destination. You might get other players that are out there drifting. Like, Hey, maybe I could get a cup
0: here. You are now that team. Congratulations. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So remains to be seen, but, um, that, that's kind of who it is. Uh, I want to hear what everybody's got to say in the comment section, throw it out there. I know the Darcy one will be a, a big, a big uh, topic of discussion, but just go look what's out there. It's, yeah. it's not that you have, uh, it's slim pickings from the goalies and free agency. Um, all right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for today, And uh, we will be back tomorrow. There's a lot of things that we're working on. They're all seeming to fall through, right? Everybody's busy. I mean, it's, yeah, a couple is yeah. over, but everybody's busy still. So, uh, but we're working on some things. If not, we'll just have Kyle and I for tomorrow. Yeah, just, we oh, haven't well. taken a day off. Yeah, We're busy, no, too. Exactly. That's right. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Go follow us on our social media channels. And for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, abs go.